Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. The San Jose Sharks Audio Network presents the Teal Report. Here's Dan Rusinowski. It's another milestone night for Patrick Marleau as the Sharks' all-time games-played leader in NHL history now plays in his 900th consecutive game against the Vegas Golden Knights at T-Mobile Arena. Our airtime is 6.30 on the Sharks' audio network with our Sharks' warm-up program. The Sharks are winless in six games, while the Vegas Golden Knights have won seven straight. When we come back, we'll review Patrick Marleau's first historic night right after this on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. The future of car buying is here. Hey, it's Shondell Grant of the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Oak Tree Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. And I'm proud to present No Brainer Checkout. Shop online, buy online. Get loan pre-approval. Customize your payments from start to finish. The entire car buying process is all online. No Brainer Checkout, exclusively from the Bay Area DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. I'm Dan Rusinowski along with Scott Hannon. It was a memorable night in more ways than one. Patrick Marlowe crossed over the threshold into history, became the all-time games played leader in National Hockey League annals with his 1,768th game, passing a true legend, Gordie Howe. Patrick Marlowe is now going to join us as he is going to talk to Curtis Brown. Patty, Curtis Brown here. Congratulations, buddy. And you know what? You're in rarefied air. I'll give you a moment because you deserve it, obviously. Um, you know, just congratulations. I just hope I'm not one of those guys that are going to get replied to over a week. You said, like, some guys will be within the week. That'll kind of show me where I sit. So just make mention of that. But one of the things that not many guys get to do is go out on their terms. Obviously, if we could play as long as you, we all would, because you're a- absolutely correct in saying this is the greatest game with the greatest people involved ever. Um, I know that today was incredibly um, humbling for you. I know you personally, and you would never take uh, credit for anything. But you ultimately, when you look at the name Gordy Howe, and you're right there just above him now, both being from Saskatchewan, Drew's from Saskatchewan, I'm from Saskatchewan, uh, Brody can't feel that, but we're definitely <laughs> proud of you. What did it mean for you, you know, to be mentioned with Gordy and then both of you guys being from Saskatchewan? I know you've never uh, forgot about home. No. Um, I think there's a lot of pride when you grow up in a small farm town. Um, farm province, you know, known for for farming and uh, some mining and things like that and it it really is that that small hometown feeling that you get wherever you go in Saskatchewan everybody's got the same moral same values um they all you know just care deeply and they're probably the hardest working people around what a special moment you could hear the emotion in his voice yeah you you really could uh, you know w- 
the question by uh, the brownie posed the, uh, you know, when you remember those times and coming from a small town and, and and looking and I think you know in some ways when that hits you when you when you're playing the game and you see the guys around you you don't realize you know you know sort of that presence of, of greatness you you think in awe back to guys like Mario Lemieux and you think in awe back to guys like Gordy Howe and it never really sinks in when you pass a guy like that it's like passing your idol and I think really when he posed that question in some ways I know a lot of things in times sink in and when you talk about being a small town kid from you know Saskatchewan and you look up to guys like that you grow up watching hockey and you grow up seeing you know like the Mario Lemuse you hear about Gordy Howe because you know and you know all these names that are the just legendary in the in the annals of the NHL and Patrick Marlowe to be on the top of that list of one of the greatest accomplishments um, that may may not get touched. We don't know. Like, it just doesn't happen. The, the amount of games and what it takes to get there. Um, it's amazing to see that emotional connection that he, he had with that moment in that question after a game. And, um, yeah, just a real special moment. Well, I'm sure he was thinking of his parents who – Got him up at 5 in the morning, whatever, to, to get to the rink. The time he had to move away from Aneroid, Saskatchewan, population 70 at a very young age, just to get a chance to play junior hockey and all of the investments that his parents had to put into that entire endeavor. Think about it. He's from a small town of that size, and he moves to Seattle, Washington, to play major junior hockey. He has to trust the fact that the organization is going to give him a good billet family. Those organizations do a great job with that. But... Think about where he was, that naive kid at 14, having to grow up really fast and then come to the NHL at 18. That's that's just a, a big accomplishment just to do that and then to do it for 23 years. Yeah, within within four years going from a kid on the farm to, uh, you know, going to junior and then in two years playing, you know, in San Jose and becoming such a dominant player so quickly and, and really – you know, we go back to him really putting a stamp on, on San Jose as far as um, that, you know, that four-goal game or the three-goal, the hat trick against St. Louis in the playoffs, really solidifying a young up-and-coming team as a contender and a Pacific uh, Division, you know, champion in years to come. And then, you know, I think that just type of it, you see that longevity and in the, in the work ethic just really is amazing. Final score tonight. The Golden Knights 3, the Sharks 2 in the shootout. And that's the only blemish really on it. It would have been great to have a win. Would have been wonderful if Patrick Marlowe could have either scored in the shootout or picked up at one he got on the breakaway, uh, certainly. But uh, unfortunately, that did not come to fruition. Right now, why don't we go right to our instant replay as to how it all happened tonight. And it started off really well for the Sharks in the first period. San Jose would score a couple of unassisted goals here. The first one came at 9.27 of the first from the stick of Nikolai Knizhov. Nothing, nothing to score. Fed to the net. The Sharks shoot from the left point. They score! Nikolai Knizhov just throwing it toward the net. It gets by the goaltender Leonard somehow. And the Sharks are up 1-0. That was a very alert play by Knizhov to snap it home after stealing the play. It was an unassisted tally, and it was at 9.27 of the first. one nothing Sharks. Shots on goal in the first period, 11 apiece. It was anybody's game. Vegas pushed hard in the second period. They outshot the Sharks 14-7. But San Jose would take a 2-0 lead in the very first shift of period number two. But wait a minute. Hold on. I've got something else to give you. And that is Patrick Marto getting a credit 
for this. Tried to turn it around back to Martinez. Good job there by Hurdle to poke it out. Here's Marlowe. He's got a breakaway. Marlowe moving in. Stick handles. Backhand shot. Oh, it's stopped by goaltender Leonard. Patrick Marlowe, a golden opportunity. And this, his special night on a breakaway in the offensive zone. That was with about seven and a half remaining in the first period. Patrick Marlowe racing in, had the legs tonight, really had a solid effort all night long on this very special day for him. And the save was made by Robin Leonard on the one great chance he had in regulation. Then Noah Gregor giving the team a lead in the second period as he scored at 29 seconds. Sharks able to chip it back down. Here's Couture across the line. He's got Gregor in front. He spins in the Vegas zone, shoots, score! Evander Kane was in front of a net as a turnaround shot by Noah Gregor makes it 2-0 in favor of San Jose. Yet another unassisted goal, Gregor's fourth of the season. He adds a lot to that line with Kane and with Couture. A tripping penalty on Rudolph's Balsers 44 seconds into the period right after Noah Gregor scored that goal resulted in the following power play move by Mark Stone. Stevenson accepts a drop on the left side. Feeds down low to Stone behind the Sharks net. Pacioretty back to Theodore. Theodore stick handles to his left. Shoot, score! Mark Stone's in front of the net. Looked like he might have tipped it. But that's the creative ability of Shea Theodore on the point. He didn't accept the pass from Pacioretty and just immediately shoot it. What he did was he delayed for a second, moved to his left just a little bit to let the traffic sit up in front, and then with Stone with the stick down, knocked it toward the net, and it was tipped in. And so we have a one-goal game now as the Golden Knights are on the board. It was a 2-1 to Sharks lead with that power play goal by Stone, assisted by Theodore and Pacioretty at 123. And then another reason why the Sharks got the point. Here are some saves. Hold on. I'm doing it backwards again. We have to get them to tie the game. Mark Stone again on the power play, this time at 329 of the third. Face-off controlled by the Golden Knights. Walking out of the corner, the shot by Stone goes in. He scores. A simple face-off win for Vegas. A pass down low from Pacioretty to Stone. Stone in the left-wing corner. He's a right shot, walking out, and he had the clear lane. And not much Jones could do about it, really. He tried to be as big as possible. But Mark Stone is an expert at finding the corners, and he does there to tie this game 2-2 with a power play goal. Second goal of the game, 17th of the season for Mark Stone at 329 of the third. Pacioretty and Theodore each get their second helping on the play. And now, a reason why the Sharks got the point. A whole bevy of saves starting in the third and ending up in overtime for Martin Jones of the Sharks. Now the Sharks' Couture is caught. It's a breakaway for Stone, moving in for the hat trick. He digs, he shoots. What a save by Martin Jones in overtime as Stone goes for the hat trick. So Tuck will circle back to his own blue line. 2-12 left in overtime. Here comes Tuck to center. Across the blue line. Loses on the check to Hurdle, who lost his stick making the play. Vegas gets it back. Here comes the shot. What a glove save by Martin Jones off of Shea Theodore with 2-0-3 left in overtime. Eric Carlson gets it back. Oh, no. Pickpocketed there by Stone. Could be trouble. He moves in. He shoots. Save made by Martin Jones. Another chance for Stone in overtime. And Martin Jones makes an astounding save with about a minute five to go. Think about that. Those saves all in OT for Martin Jones. And he had been struggling a bit over the course of this, this losing streak that he's had. He doesn't get the win tonight, but that's a big step forward. It came down to the shootout. Patrick Marlowe took the first opportunity. What a chance for him, but he was stopped by Robin Leonard. And then came Alex Tuck of the Vegas Golden Knights. Tuck moving in, stick handling, slowly going, and score! 
That was it. Tuck put it one nothing. Vegas in the shootout. Then Ryan Donato and Chandler Stevenson both were stopped. And it came down to one last opportunity. And the opportunity belonged to the captain, Logan Couture. He had to score. Otherwise, Vegas would get the win. And who's going to do it? It's captain Logan Couture who can keep the Sharks' hopes alive here. He stick handles in. Logan moving, waiting, shooting. Save made by Leonard. Vegas will win the game by the score of 3-2 in a shootout. But the Sharks will get an important point in the standings. One point is better than zero, and the San Jose Sharks will take that point and will run with it. The Sharks' record now 18-22-5. They have 41 points on the year. Vegas doesn't matter in terms of the race for a playoff spot because they're so far ahead. Vegas Golden Knights now are 32-11-2. They have 66 points on the year. The Colorado Avalanche were idled, so that means Vegas is in first place in the Honda West Division. Robin Leonard, the win in nets. Martin Jones gets the OT. And again, Jones with some amazing goaltending in overtime, deserving a lot of credit for the reason why the Sharks pick up the point. That's it for our Sharks Instant Replay. This has been a presentation of the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. Jack Daniels has always made whiskey. And if they had it their way, they always will. But there's one thing Jack can't make more of. Moments. Those are on us to create. You see, friends, we only get one shot at this crazy ride, so let's make sure we're making the most of every moment. So whether today's the day you're trying that thing you've always wanted to do or just going to sip a glass of Jack with your San Jose Sharks, don't let a single moment go to waste. Make it count. Jack Daniels. Tennessee whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels, Distillery, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Jack Daniels, old number seven, registered trademarks. 2020 Jack Daniels, all rights reserved. The Sharks are going with the identical lineup that they had on the ice on Monday against Vegas, with one exception. Yosef Kozhenash gets his second career start against the best team he's faced thus far. Head coach Bob Bugner talked about the decision to go with Yosef. It's just an opportunity if you look at our schedule moving forward after tonight. Um, you know, playing the Minnesotas and Arizonas of the world, um, you know, and, and we have another back-to-back next weekend. I think it's just an opportunity to see, you know, give him a start. We said we wanted to to put him in some games, give him a road start, um, you know, and, 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 and it's going to be a good test for our whole team and, and, and Joseph himself. So um, it's just, if you look at the schedule, we've sort of gone forward and, and, and sort of plotted, um, you know, in the next week or so what, what games that, uh, you know, both guys can get. Yosef's been getting a lot of guidance about the NHL from his fellow Czech teammate, Tomas Hurdle. Hurdle is confident that Kozhenash is ready for the challenge of the Golden Knights. You know, I just try to talk to him, just enjoy it, you know, have fun, relax, you know, and you know, you're a good goalie, you can make a big save. Just if it's even a goal, get out, just even think it, just, just play hockey, enjoy it, because uh, I think he's, you know, very talented and good goalie, but he just, you know, uh, has to be a little more relaxed, but I think he will do well and uh, help us win hopefully tonight. Here's Coach Bob Bugner's reaction to Patrick Marleau playing in his 900th consecutive game tonight. It takes a special person to be able to come uh, and, and, and lace your skates up every day, uh, play hurt, play fatigued, um, the travel. I mean, you know, I think it's just a, it's a pretty amazing stat. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just another thing that's just a, a, an asterisk on how amazing Patty's career has been. That's it for the Teal Report. I'm Dan Rusinowski. For the complete Teal Report and more great Sharks content, go to sjsharks.com slash listen.